All right, so um, I promised myself I would not tell a space joke. Um, I did look into them. I didn't see any that gravitated towards me. Um, and I have so much uh, material today, I didn't really have the space for it. So, uh, all right, so it's not going to happen. That was last. I thought I was going to get groans on that. So, All right, there we go. So um, let's, let's start our time with prayer together. Uh, Father God, just thank you for the opportunity I have to uh, come up here and speak. Um, I, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth um, will just be what the Holy Spirit has inspired me to say, Lord. Um, I, I pray that um, everyone listening today, um, whatever stage of life they're in, um, that they will just get from it exactly what you want them to get from it. I pray that they will apply it to their lives, Lord. Um, we come here uh, once a week uh, so that we can learn, um, so that we can apply what we learn uh, to the other uh, six days, Lord. Um, I pray that this is not just an hour long um, here, but this is something that um, perhaps could change our lives, Lord. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so as a church, uh, we have been discussing uh, faith through the lens of Abraham. So two weeks ago, Jeff uh, spoke from Genesis 18, and um, his uh, message was on interceding uh, for others. Um, he did it through the lens of Abraham interceding for Sodom um, on behalf of them trying to um, beg God to, to spare them. Uh, today, I want to do a VBS curriculum of sorts and look at the same passage, but look at it through a different lens. Uh, so let's get into the word together. Uh, Genesis 18, verses 16 through 21. Uh, verse 16. Then the men set out from there, and they looked down toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to set them on their way. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what am I about to do, what I am about to do? seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether... Uh, they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So I want to start in verse uh, 17, all right, where it says, The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what am I about to do? When I first read this, it struck me as a little odd. I'm like, all right, we got God here. Um, he knows everything. He's all-powerful. He's, all right, why would he ask a question? There's, there's no reason God needs to ask a question. He already knows the answer. He knows the perfect answer to the question already. Um, so when I was racking my brain, I figured the only reason God would ask the question is not for ask the question, but it's to reveal something to us. Um, and uh, to reveal something to Abraham, but also to reveal it to us. Uh, it'd be like me in, a, in physics class asking the kids, all right, do you want me to teach you the material for the next test, or do you want me to just take the test right now? Obviously, the kids are going to say, oh, teach us the material. So God's saying, all right, here, well, I'm going to tell you some things right here, and there's a reason I'm going to tell you them, all right, they're important. Okay, I'm not trying to hide this from you. I want you to understand this. When we're thinking about uh, the word of God, all right, sometimes we read things like this, and, and it says the Lord said, and he's speaking to Abraham, um, and we think that message is just for Abraham. 
Uh, I'm here today to, to, to remind us that that message is for all of us. All right, when we're reading the scripture, all right, we're not um, reading it through all right, a lens of, all right, this is what God was saying to that person. We're, we're reading it through a lens that that's what God is saying all right, to us. God spoke to Abraham audibly. For me, that doesn't happen. I, I haven't had that experience. If you have, you know, I'd love to hear about it. But um, for me, God speaks to me through his word. When um, we think about the scripture, every word that is written in scripture is not just a dictation of historical events. It is written so that we better understand God. Um, in 2 Timothy uh, 3, 14 through 17, Paul describes this, um, this uh, perfect textbook, as, we, as I might say, um, in his writings to Timothy. Um, he says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. There's a lot, there's a lot there, and I'm going to throw a lot of scripture at us today, but um, for dif different reasons, okay? It says, the sacred writings are which are able uh, to make you wise for salvation through uh, faith in Christ Jesus. These sacred writings were passed along from generation to generation. Okay, we're going to talk about how they were passed along uh, in a few minutes, but uh, they were passed along for a specific reason. All right, without these sacred writings, without this scripture, we cannot be wise to salvation. We wouldn't know about Jesus Christ. We wouldn't know the true story of Jesus Christ. We'd know the historical events all right, that other people might say he's a prophet and this and that and the other thing, but we wouldn't know that he is the son of God. Verse 16 says, all scripture is breathed out by God. Just as our God breathed out those words to Abraham, he breathes out the scripture to us. All right, men wrote it, all right, but it is exactly word for word in the original language. We might have screwed up here and there, unless we're reading the King James, obviously. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, just kidding there, obviously. But uh, this is exactly what God all right, wants all right, us to know. Why does he want us to know it? All right, because it's profitable all right, for teaching. It's profitable for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. All right, and the last part really all right, hits me right there, that, man, uh, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. My claim is we cannot be complete without this right here. We cannot fully understand all right, God's will for us. We cannot all right, navigate this world in the way that God would ask, have us do without all right, this word right here. All right, the textbook... All right, for what I'm calling this VBS curriculum, all right, is all right, the Bible. There's other, I'm not saying there's other good things, okay? You can, all right, watch The Chosen. That's, that's a good, all right, uh, thing right there. But if that's your replacement for this, then you're missing it. You're not going to get everything out of there that you will get out of here. That'd be, that'd be like me watching both the Top Gun movies and saying, all right, let me, let me write, uh, pilot a plane right now. All right, I can be a jet pilot. I watched both, not just one, 
All right, both. All right, put me in the pilot seat. I'm good to go. No, we need the word. Without this, all right, we are not complete. We are not equipped all right, for every good work. There's only one book that is breathed out by God. All right, that is the Bible. All right, that is why it's the textbook all right, for the most important class that you'll ever take or teach. So we have our primary resource. Okay, so in curriculum, you have your resources. All right, you have all right, the, our target, target audience. You have your teachers. You have all these different things you're going to put in there. Uh, so I want to revisit uh, Genesis 18 and look who God decided the teacher should be um, of this lesson right here. So Genesis 18, 19 uh, says, For I have chosen him, I referring to Abraham, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. When we're looking into this curriculum right here and we're saying, all right, who's going to be the teacher? It doesn't say, all right, that Abraham should be the, the teacher of, I mean, uh, I guess, well, we call him Father Abraham, so in, in his case it might be, but it doesn't say that, all right, the pastor, all right, should be uh, the teacher for my children. It doesn't say that the youth all right, um, minister should be the teacher of my children. It says, all right, here, command his children and his household, all right, after him. The primary teacher for our children, all right, should be the parents. I think we, we, um, we think that, all right, we're going to church once a week. Okay, that's, that's going to be enough. That's going to meet the, the criteria right there. Um, we, we say, all right, one week of VBS, my kid's going to know everything after that week. He's going to be good. I can take the, the, the rest of the, the weeks off throughout the year. All right, as long as they get that one week of VBS, they're good. Is that important? Yes, it's important. Especially these little guys, first time they might be ever hearing about all right, Jesus Christ. So important. But it's not it. It's not enough. When we come here on Sunday, uh, as a teacher, I like to think of as professional development. All right, two or three times a year, they make us go to professional development. We learn different skills that are going to help us be better teachers. All right, the, the church service, what we're doing today is professional development. We're here so we can learn how to be better teachers within the house. This is not a substitute all right, for that teaching. All right, parents, it is our responsibility to teach our children. Um, if they, all right, if, if not, all right, they will learn it somewhere else. Or they will learn something somewhere else. It might not be, all right, out of the textbook that we're hoping they learn from, um, but they will be learning things if we're not teaching them in, in the household. All right, so my, uh, one of my big petitions for us today is, uh, just consider, all right, that when we, what we're doing here is not everything. All right, some of us maybe are, are, we're, our kids are older. Well, guess what? You can still send them a verse. You can still call them up. You can still say, hey, let's pray together on the phone. I've been praying a lot with my mom lately on the phone. So next, uh, we're writing curriculum. All right, and we have some big ideas or some units that I want to cover. Okay, so um, verse uh, 18 again, all right, it says, all right, who's going to teach him? Well, Abraham's going to teach his children and his household. So not just his children, but his entire household. Um, and what is he going to teach them? He's going to teach them to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. All right, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. So I want to talk about them. So how do we keep the way of the Lord? All right, he tells us. Righteousness. 
All right, what is righteousness? Righteousness is doing uh, what's morally right, doing all right, what's um, justifiable, what's, all right, what, is what God all right, uh, plans for us. So what are we supposed to be teaching our children? All right, how to walk in a way that's pleasing to God. All right, in this case right here, all right, Abraham was saying, uh, or God was saying to Abraham, well, Sodom isn't walking in this way all right, that's pleasing to me. Abraham was interceding, saying, well, what if, you know what I mean, a couple people are, are doing it? Can we can spare them now? Um, and God's like, well, yeah, I get, if there's a couple people, but I think it's worse than you might think it is, Abraham. Because the other part right there is the justice. God is a God of justice. All right, he has a, a standard of righteousness, all right, which cannot, he cannot um, uh, step down from. He can't say, uh, you know what? Was, he almost met that. He was pretty close to that standard of righteousness. All right, he only screwed up five times today. That's, that's really good, actually. No, he's a God of justice. If you do not meet that standard, all right, there is, all right, justice must, be, uh, must take place right there. Justice is the consequence all right, for things that are not morally right. All right, God is a perfect God. He cannot lower his standards of righteousness. This is what he's teaching Abraham right there. He's saying, I know, all right, there's people you love down in Sodom. I know, all right, but they're doing wicked things down there. All right, they have all right, sexual um, immoralities that are going down down there that are unspeakable. I can't allow that. Fortunately for us, um, God is also a God of love. All right, we're going to look at uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. I know for me, I, I um, do not meet that uh, level of righteousness all the time, and I will be subject all right, to the justice, okay? If not, all right, for God's love. Let's, let's look at that for a little bit. Uh, so this is, in Deuteronomy 6, uh, this is right after... Uh, uh, Moses present, presented the Israelites with the Ten Commandments. Um, and so he gives the Ten Commandments, all right, basically the, the rules that, that God wants them to abide by, all right, and then he follows up with this. He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Okay? We should love the Lord your God with all your heart. All right, so um, God tells Abraham, all right, what do I want to teach your kids? I want you to teach them, all right, about uh, my, the, my righteousness, all right, my justice, all right, follow my ways or else there's going to be consequences. All right, and here, all right, God's saying, all right, um, in verse 7 it says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. So he wants to teach this to our children as well. All right, you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. All right, this is how important, all right, he stresses that. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later and some other. He, he repeats these words again um, later in Deuteronomy. All right, but we should be teaching this. What should we be teaching to our children? To love God. Why? Well, God loves us. All right, when God made creation, all right, he made all this, all right, this beautiful creation, this beautiful earth that we live on, all right, all the animals, the plants, everything. All right, but he made us a little bit different. Okay, he made us in his image. He made us for a loving relationship with him. All right, he loves us, all right, so much. 
okay? And our, what's he asking? What's he wants us to teach our children? He wants us to teach them to love all right, him. Um, John 3.16, all right, demonstrates how much he loves us. John 3.16, all right, and I would all right, make McKenna all right, say it out loud right now, but I'm going to let her pass on this one, okay? Um, but that was our memory verse in the, the middle school uh, a couple weeks ago. If they already didn't know it, I gave them uh, wristbands so they could help them. But. So, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And verse 17 is very important all right, to the justice aspect of this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. When we're talking about our big ideas, all right, we talk about God's righteousness. We can't get off of that. He's a perfect God. He has those same expectations for us. He's all right, a just God. All right, he can't accept anything less all right, than, than perfect uh, righteousness right there. But he's a loving God. He wants us to love him all right, because, all right, in verse 16, for God so loved the world. He loved us. He loved us, all right, so much he sent Jesus, okay, um, to right, be the perfect sacrifice right, for our sins. What we're trying to teach our kids right here is this big picture, okay, about who God is. All right, if we just all right, teach part of it, all right, and just kind of omit the other stuff and just focus on that, all right, sometimes we, we and, and the world is getting these crazy views. Well, God is love, so everyone's safe, everyone's good. God wouldn't all right, punish the world. That's not, what, that's not what the scriptures say. That's not what he told Abraham. He said to Abraham, all right, Sodom is not good right now. They are wicked. There's some bad stuff going on right there. My expectation is righteousness. If not, I have to pass my, my judgment or my justice upon them. All right, he follows up all right, by saying, all right, but I love you guys so much that I will make a way all right, for you to become righteous. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I can't, when, when God gave the, the Ten Commandments, right, he didn't expect everyone all right, to, to abide by him perfectly. He knew we were going to fail. All right, but he can't say, oh, well, you, you failed, so all right, you tried. Good try. He didn't give them as a set of rules, all right, and this is where some of the Pharisees and stuff got a little confused. He didn't give them as a set of rules so that they would follow all right, to the T and lose this aspect of love. He says, because you love me and I have the standard of righteousness, that's why I want you all right, um, uh, to, to try and follow these. They're all tied in together. As parents, we love our kids. We would do anything for our kids. All right, I don't know, we got some weird looks over there. Maybe uh, we'll talk about that one later and pray about that. So um, we, we love our kids. We'll do anything for our kids. All right, God is the same way. We call him Father God because he loves us so much all right, that he sent all right, Jesus. All right, all right, he sent Jesus. He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. These are the lessons that we should be teaching our kids. These are the big ideas all right, that God was telling Abraham all right, and that God was telling uh, Moses all right, and that God is telling us. 
Right, Jesus' sacrifice was the ultimate display of righteousness, justice, and love. The big ideas for our VBS uh, curriculum all right, that I want, all right, we have our textbook, we have our teachers, all right, you parents, the ones listening at home, all right, the ones sitting right here, all right, and we have our big ideas. All right, so we're almost built this entire curriculum right here. All right, so that we can all right, uh, uh, better teach and grow our kids all right, in God's love. Uh, the last part of the curriculum I want to discuss is the uh, pedagogy and frequency of studies. All right, pedagogy, I, I have to actually write it funny on my thing because I, I always say it wrong. All right, is uh, basically how you're going to teach your kids. All right, so all right, what, are, what are some of the ways we're going to teach them? What are some of the ways uh, that we can um, help these guys uh, learn right here? So in Deuteronomy 11, um, Moses gives some more uh, strategies all right, for us uh, to follow. Uh, so Deuteronomy 11, 18 uh, through 20. It says, You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign to your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and of your gates. So what are some of the strategies? And there's a, there's a lot there. We'll break it down a little bit. What are some of the strategies we can use? All right, he says, all right, we can, um, in verse... Uh, 18, uh, a sign on your hand. Okay, I give the, the kids, the middle schoolers and the um, young high schoolers, the bracelets right there um, for two reasons. Okay, I gave them all right, two bracelets each all right, one week. All right, and what was our assignment? Do you remember? I know Evan did. I don't know. Maybe you were out that week. I'll give you a break on that one. Uh, if Evan's here, I wouldn't give him a break. Uh, so the, the assignment was, all right, one of the bracelets I want you to all right, uh, hand out okay, to give to somebody. All right, and I want you to tell us about it next week who you gave it to. All right, and the other bracelet, I want you to memorize whatever verse all right, is on there. All right, memorize that verse. It's with you always. All right, so what, one of the strategies right there that I'm trying to implement all right, right out of um, Scripture right here is a sign on your hand, all right, as it said. All right, you have a verse, and I, I, I try and wear these right, a lot and memorize different verses, but um, just give me different inspirations and stuff today I put. Do not be afraid, all right, because I, I knew I was coming up here. All right, do not, do not be um, uh, discouraged. All right, so if my joke didn't all right, uh, get laughs in the beginning, I wasn't going to be discouraged, okay? I was wearing the word with me on my hand. All right, one of the strategies right there, okay, is to wear it on your hand. Another one, all right, says frontlets between your eyes. I'd look this one up because I'm like, I, didn't, I had no idea what they were talking about there. So I looked it up, and they said that in... Um, these times right there, they would actually put scripture all right, on headbands. I'm like, what? Well, how's that going to help you? You can't read scripture that's on your head. Um, but it was just as a sign to show others, okay, that, you know, I mean, this is what they were, this is what they believe, all right, this is who I am. Um, so it's, it's a way, all right, not only of um, uh, teaching yourself, but also to all right, tell others, oh, you, you believe in that? Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's learn about it. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do any frontlets between your eyes in my um, personal household, but... All right, it's an option right there. Uh, verse 20, it says some other one. Uh, put on, uh, write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. Okay, so if you're going to do this, maybe post-it notes instead of writing it right on the doorposts or the gates. But 
Um, uh, basically, what, what they're saying right here is, uh, what are some strategies? Be creative. Okay, write them. Okay, if you're trying to memorize a verse, put it on a post-it note. We talk about scripture, our typer, all the time. All right, I mean, uh, Jeff are always going back and forth and seeing who has our more verses and, and um, how up-to-date we are on our verses. Uh, so, but um, do, do something different. Put it on post-it notes. Put it around your house. Put verses there. If you're, if you're struggling with something, all right, look it up. Tim uh, often says that uh, Google's not all right, the devil. All right? You can look up a verse, and it'll tell you the verse. You don't have to read all the other nonsense that might be surrounding that verse, um, what people wrote and stuff like that. Uh, but find a verse. I'm struggling with this today. Find a verse. Put it on the post-it note. Put it on your mirror. When you wake up in the morning, all right, you, you look, at, look at it. You read it. Okay? They said the doorposts and the gates. As you're leaving your house, okay, remind yourself of, of who all right, this God is. All right? um, learn okay, these verses. Um, you, sh- uh, you should bind them all right, as a sign. All right? They should be something that stays with you. All right, this is not something, this is, to me, we're talking about the curriculum for the most important all right, uh, subject you will ever right, learn, God, our creator, our father. All right, there's not enough all right, things that you can do um, in order to all right, help teach them to your children and help teach them to others. The most important uh, pedagogy, okay, it says, all right, there is, in verse 19, uh, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, and when you're walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So the most important way is just to talk to your kids, to talk to each other. We spend so much time talking about, all right, so much all right, nonsense, all right, things like that. How much time do we spend talking about the word with our kids? And I'm not saying this like I'm perfect up here, trust me. I, I talk sports way too much with my kids. I talk all, right, all kinds of um, uh, stuff with my kids. Uh, but I do um, make an effort, all right, to make sure that we're, we're talking the word as well. I want, I'm not, I don't think I, I meet up to these standards right here, all right, but that is all right, obviously our goal. Okay, the most important way we can learn is we talk to our kids about the word. If, you, if you're not in the practice of doing this, it's easy. You open the Bible up, just read a verse together, one verse. Start, the first day is read a single verse together. Say, what does that verse mean? What's God trying to tell us there? What is he teaching us through all right, uh, the word? All right, so the pedagogy is, I, I, I say for the pedagogy is whatever it takes. There's no, there's no um, one right way of teaching your kids. You know your kids. You know they're different. Okay? Uh, whatever it takes is what we should be doing to teach our kids. How often... All right, should we be teaching them? Well, it says it right here. I don't know if we want to read this. All right, I'll read it again. All right, all right. when you're walking by the way, right, um, talking of them, when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. So when you're sitting, you should be teaching your kids. When you're walking, you should be teaching your kids. When they're lying down, we should be teaching our kids. All right, when they get up in the morning, we should be teaching our kids. There's not a lot of room for error there. There's not a lot of room for anything else if we're truly abiding by the word. I guess if they're running, it's not covered. If they're running, you can give them that time off. Maybe it's a good way to get them to exercise. Dad, I'm done. I had enough scripture. Let me just take a jog. All right, that's not covered. He won't be talking to me then about it. 
All right, that's, it's, it's, in the, it's in the word right there. We're saying that this is straight from God. There's no room for our debate. All right, when should we be teaching our kids? We should be teaching them all, right, all the time, as much as we possibly can. I know kids get all right, annoyed by it. All right, I know, all right, they're like, oh, we got to read the whole chapter of John today? Oh, but, but you know what? All right, yes, let's read it, even if they're annoyed a little bit. All right, uh, fight through it. Why? Because kids don't know what's best for them all the time. They think they do. All right, I thought I did. All right, but we as parents know what's best for them. All right, God, our Father in heaven, knows what's best for us. All right, we should be teaching these kids as much as possible. We send the kids about 180 days a year to school. 180 days. To, to learn about physics, very important. Not as important, not as important as this. All right, to teach them about math, to teach them about history. All right, not history. They won't teach this history. I'll tell you that. Um, not in public school, at least. Um, we we teach them all these things: English, all these foreign languages. 180 days a year, we teach them. A lot of us was there 52 weeks in a year. A lot of us think 52 weeks of of this is enough. Not even a third of what, we, what we're teaching them the other stuff. He says, when should we be teaching them as much as possible? When they're sitting, when they're walking, when they're lying down? All right, we should be teaching this. The, all right, pastor is not our, 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 our teacher. He's our professional development administrator, coordinator. He's giving us all right, the word so that we can give that word all right, to our children. So we can pass that word along all right, so we can grow our kids all right, in Christ. Before we leave today, all right, and if we, um, we look at uh, the last slide right there, um, I want to put this as the, all right, the VBS curriculum, but I want to all right, just clarify what VBS stands for. All right, VBS all right, is not the Vacation Bible School, all right, it's the Villa Bible School. All right? And before you kill me on that, V is a hard letter all right, to find, so <laughs> Villa is the best I could come up with for home. I looked at synonyms and things like that. Um, so the Villa, our Bible school curriculum uh, we have right there, um, and uh, I really want us to consider, all right, some of the things. Are we in the Word individually, all right, but teaching, all right, enough? Okay, are we as parents, all right, doing what God specifically tells us to do, all right, through the Word? Okay, are we teaching them, all right, of God's righteousness, justice, and love? Okay, are we all right, doing it any possible way we know how? Okay, and are we um, doing as as often as we can? That's what I want us to take home with us all right, today. Before we, we go, I do want to um, issue a challenge. All right, the middle schoolers know I give them homework all right, a lot. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys homework. I want you to take out your phones right now. Take out your phone. Take it out. Take it out in church. I know. Okay. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to uh, set an alarm. Uh, either sometime later today or sometime tomorrow morning. Uh, two weeks ago, Jeff uh, spoke about interceding for others, and that's what I want us to do uh, with this alarm. I want this alarm to um, set it for a time, choose a time where you know you have at least five minutes, okay, uninterrupted. If that means first thing in the morning, set it five minutes earlier than you normally wake up. If that means, all right, later today when everyone's asleep, you know, 11 o'clock, you're the only person awake, set it for then. Okay, title the alarm VBS. 
I know not everyone here all right, is, is a parent. I know not everyone here all right, has a kid in VBS or even has our kids that are, are young, might be older. Okay, but we can all intercede on behalf of what's going to happen this coming week for VBS. If you don't know how to set an alarm, McKenna volunteered. All right, she will teach you how after the service. Okay, so you can come right up here and find her. That's her assignment. Okay, because I don't think she has a cell phone. Um, but I really want you to, to think about it. Who can we pray for? How can we intercede on behalf of VBS? Well, first and foremost, we have all right, the kids. Okay, these kids, like I said, for the first time, they might be learning about all right, the love of Jesus Christ. Okay, they're going to be saying, shine Jesus' light. Okay, it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to understand what that means in their hearts. So I pray that even as young as they might be, let's open their hearts all right, to understanding all right, um, these principles we talked about. We can pray for the, the counselors. Some of the counselors okay, are, are kids. Some of the counselors are teens. My, my two sons are both teens. They're going to be uh, counselors right there. Okay, the leaders, the adult leaders that have to deal with both the teen counselors and all right, the, uh, the, the kids from VVS. Um, we can pray for, um, for Jeff as, and Steph as they, I'm guessing they're doing the skits and stuff in the beginning, all right, that they don't right, fall on their faces uh, when they do them. Um, there's a lot of all right, obstacles up here, so it could be a little tough. Um, uh, we can pray for the parents. All right, pray for the parents when uh, they pick up their kids they say, all right, what'd you guys, all right, not just, and, and here's the thing, and us as parents, I think we do this, oh, what'd you guys do? And we focus on, oh, you did games. All right, oh, you had snack. No, let's, what did you learn today? All right, what was the story about? Pray for these parents that they might, all right, use this as an opportunity to open up the word and to learn all right, more about it. Maybe some of these parents, okay, don't attend here. Maybe they don't know Christ themselves. All right, pray for them. I pray that they might, A, all right, um, find Christ if they don't already know Christ, all right, and B, all right, choose Echo Lake or another all right, uh, church, hopefully Echo Lake, okay, as their home church, all right, so that they can get their professional development so they know how to teach their kids throughout the week. Take the time. Set the alarm. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask certain people, all right, if you guys, if I know you, I'm going to, all right, Chip, you better have it in your phone, all right, don't even, all right, hide it. I'm going to see that alarm. I want to know all right, that we are interceding on behalf of these kids this week, on behalf of the counselors, on behalf of the leaders, on behalf of the parents. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that if we all pray together, that we can make a difference. We can make a change in these kids' lives.